0: Manna or Meatloaf, episode 53. Choose wisely. Hi there. Yeah, it's just not the same. I was thinking of a new Hello, Hello for my second season, but I think we're going to stick with Hello, Hello. Today, I want to talk about choices. (laughs) You guys, I had an aha moment a few weeks ago, and it has made almost every decision I've made since then seem just a little bit easier, so I thought it was worth sharing. Did you know that studies show that on an average, people make over 2,500 choices every single day? Now, obviously, the choices like what to eat for breakfast or what to wear every day are easy and can be made almost effortlessly. On the other hand, some more difficult choices, like maybe where to live, who to marry, what to study in school, things like that, can leave us feeling uptight and anxious and totally stressed out as we wrestle to find the answers that would lead us to make the right or at least the best choice. How many times have you pulled out that notebook and drawn a line right down the middle and written the pros and cons on each side to try and make the process just a little bit easier? I can't even count how many times I've done exactly that. And even that simple practice doesn't always make the best choice crystal clear. Since truth and logic tell us that all the blessings and opportunities of tomorrow depend on the choices we make today, I wish it was as simple as the words of the song we all know by heart choose the right when a choice is placed before us. But sometimes there is no right choice. Do you know what I'm talking about? Sometimes they're just different options with accompanying outcomes, consequences, or benefits, and sometimes those can be the very hardest to make. Am I right? On Pinterest, I saw this wonderful quote by the Minds Journal that said, quote, "'Choice is the most powerful tool we have. Everything boils down to choice.' We exist in a field of infinite possibilities. Every choice we make shuts an infinite amount of doors and opens an infinite number of doors. At any point, we can change the direction of our lives by a simple choice. It is all in our hands, our hearts, and our minds." Now, let me share with you the information that triggered my great aha moment in regards to choices. It's from my life coach Jody Moore's podcast Better Than Happy and it's free wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's episode 235 titled Accountability and Choice. I hope you all go listen to it. She is so good. She's so informative and always helps you see things in a different light. But she starts by pointing out that most of us are very familiar with the phrase choice and accountability. In fact, isn't that one of the young women's values that we grew up practicing as members of the church? That concept is simple, isn't it? To every choice, there is a consequence that we have to account for but she turned it around to illustrate that when we become accountable for everything that happens in our lives, whether that's good or bad, it ends up giving us more choices and the freedom to explore those choices. Then in her typical no-nonsense way, she prepares her listeners for the truth, quote, our brains don't like holding ourselves accountable in some situations, so you're definitely going to get some pushback on this, end quote. And this is so true. I don't want to admit it, but I see it happen in myself all the time. For example, a while back I was having this conversation with one of my patients at work, and we were commiserating about the joys of menopause. I was whining about putting back on some of the weight that I'd lost, so I leapt into my current addiction to Ghirardelli dark chocolate salted caramel, and I said, I seriously opened that bag and I can't stop eating them. She looked thoughtful for a second and had this really curious look on her face. And then she literally asked me, Why? Why can't you stop eating them? Now, let me tell you that this particular patient is also a counselor, go figure. <laughs> but her thought provoking question took me off guard, and I really had to stop and think. My response was, I have no idea. I just don't seem to have any control lately when it comes to those dadgum bag of deliciously evil chocolates. I just can't seem to help myself. I also realized this when I hit the snooze button on my alarm, which I've been really bad at for the past few weeks. Even though I know I should get up and exercise, and I know I'll feel better and have more energy if I do, But it's almost like I'm powerless to force myself. Oh, I've just been so tired lately. When I make myself powerless to these choices, I'm resisting the accountability for them. Kind of like it's something that just happens to me instead of a choice I'm making. And that simply doesn't empower me in any way. It, in fact, makes me feel weak and unable to change the action. Sometimes we reject the accountability because we don't want to do the work, right? And own the emotions or feelings that are creating our realities, because guess what? That doesn't always feel good. And sometimes we can beat ourselves up with defeating thoughts like, something's wrong with me. I am so weak. Or we shame or guilt ourselves, and that doesn't feel good either. I want to quote Jodi again when she said, Quote, another way to think about this is the more we own the results of our lives, the more we own what we've created and we recognize our own role in the creation of it. Then the more freedom, power or choice we have in what we want to create going forward, End quote. Oh, my gosh, I love that. Now, she has an entire coaching program that teaches that our actions come from our feelings that come from our thoughts, and you can go to her website at Be Bold for more information. But the reality is I hit the snooze button because I'm feeling tired and unmotivated. I'm devouring chocolate because I'm feeling overwhelmed and disconnected from my body. Nothing just comes over me. Nothing forces me to open another chocolate and pop it in my mouth. And when I own the accountability for that, instead of acting like a victim to it, then I finally realize that I open the door of power to other choices I then get to make. So many times on the flip side, the choices we avoid making by not owning them like letting the chocolate just subconsciously find their way in my belly, naturally and by default make other choices for me, whether I like it or not. So I wrote down a list of a few things I recognized in myself, and I'm going to challenge you to do the same. It was so very, very helpful for me. For example, when I say yes to another chocolate... I'm saying no to the cute Albion swimsuit I want to buy in a certain size this summer. When I say yes to another snooze session in the morning, I'm saying no to 30 minutes on my bike. That will ultimately make me feel better and loosen these stiff old joints up first thing in the morning. More examples that come up occasionally were if I say no to my morning scripture study, then I'm saying yes to more outside influences throughout the day. If I say no to my dishes, I'm saying yes to a messy house that clutters my mind and makes me feel overwhelmed. If I say yes to more time at work, I'm saying no to more time with my family. You see how that works? So this is another way I thought of it. When I say yes to owning my choices and being accountable for each and every one, I say no to just letting things happen to me or disconnecting myself from the consequences and where they're leading me in my life. You guys, this is so incredibly powerful to me. This exercise really has enlightened me. Another thing that confirmed my thoughts and directed this new insight was a talk in the 1990 General Conference titled Choices by President Russell M. Nelson. And this reminded me that when making choices, whether they're big or small, there are three important anchors and unchanging principles that can influence those decisions. They are... One, who am I? Two, why am I here? And three, where am I going? Every single choice from the eternal to the very worldly can be swayed when we put them in the construct of these very questions. So let's use the framework again of my chocolate consumption. Who am I? I am a daughter of the living God with a mortal body that is subject to weakness, desires, and cravings. Why am I here? To learn to overcome this mortal, natural man and my innate weaknesses, desires, and cravings, and progress to become more like my Savior, Jesus Christ. Where am I going? I'm going exactly where my choices lead me. If I choose to consume more chocolate than my body is using for energy, I'm going to gain weight. I'm going away from my goals, both physically and spiritually, and I'm going against the moderation in all things counsel of the Word of Wisdom. On the flip side, if I choose to lessen my chocolate consumption to within reason and moderation, then I'm going down on the numbers of the scale. I'm going towards my goals physically and spiritually, and I'm going in the right direction. And I'm only using this example, by the way, because it's simple, and I hope that many of you can relate, but as I worked it out on paper, those three questions guided not only that example, but every example on my list as well. What inspired counsel we receive from our apostles and our prophets, and how simple and basic. I feel like we already know these answers, and I'd love to know if the same happens for you when you sit down with a pad and pencil. I hope it gives you your very own aha moment. This quote in the talk I referred to from President Nelson just validated this entire experience when he said, Quote, as you continue to face many challenging choices in life, remember, there is a great protection when you know who you are, why you are here, and where you are going. Let your unique identity shape each decision you make on the path toward your eternal destiny. Accountability for your choices now will bear on all that lies ahead. May each of us choose wisely and with faith in Him who created us. End quote. Oh, I love that so much. (laughs) I think it's so important to remember that because of the great plan of happiness and salvation and the importance of agency in this plan, the opportunity to make choices and learn by the consequences of each choice really is a gift. It's a lesson prepared for us to learn and improve from. And the wisdom in owning the accountability for each choice gives us power and freedom to make better choices. The promise I hear when I read 2 Nephi 2.26 in the Book of Mormon reminds me that when I live worthy of the guidance that comes from the Holy Ghost, I can, quote, become free forever, knowing good from evil to act for myself and not to be acted upon, end quote. And of course, I'm likening the scriptures unto myself there, but that reminds me of the additional strength I can be blessed with when making choices that affect my future. If I live in a manner that includes as my companion the gift of the Spirit of God. On that note, I want to invite each of you this week to look at yourself and the choices you are making. Do they reflect who you are? Why you're here? And in this one, don't limit yourself to the scope of this earthly journey alone. You might even ask yourself why you're here in this state of mind or physicality and where you're going. The choice is up to you, and the power to change is made one small choice at a time. So let's choose wisely.